Hi, this is Kalyan Karmakar here and welcome to Radio Findy Chopped. I'm a food and travel writer based in Mumbai in India and Radio Findy Chopped is my podcast where I speak to you about stories from the world of food which make me really happy. Today's podcast is about samosas, the famous snack from India which actually didn't originate over here. It is said to have come to India from the Middle East where it's called the sambuka. My love for samosas happened not in Mumbai but earlier on in Calcutta where it's called Shingara and Calcutta is the city where I've grown up in and Shingara in the evening was a big part of my growing up days. We would get the Shingaras in the Mishti Dukan or the local sweet shops and I would just love these uh, snacks in the evening with their potato filling and little p- bits of peanuts or chinebadam in them and the way it combined with the flour casing or the crunch. In fact, I remember a time when my brother was really little and he was about two years old and I was 10 and he found the spicy filling a bit too hot for him to handle. So at that time, he would eat only the crust of his samosa, so I would get the filling of his as well as my entire samosa. Though I must say that all of us have always been a bit more partial to the crust. I mean, what's there not to like in a good maida or flour deep fried uh, crust, which is what the Shingara has. It's when I moved to Mumbai that I saw that things were a bit different and that food can be very different from each in each part of India. The first time I saw that happen in the case of samosas is when uh, we'd come to Mumbai from Kolkata during my MBA days to give uh, placement brochures and so I'd come with some of my classmates and we'd taken the train which at that time would take about 48 hours from uh, or 40 hours from Calcutta to Mumbai. I remember entering into Maharashtra and, and there was a time when some hawkers had come into the train uh, from the platform when we stopped and they'd come in with samosas uh, to sell and those samosas looked very different from what we were used to in, in Calcutta because the ones here had a very big uh, crust, in fact the crust was almost flat and well elongated beyond the basic samosa, it almost looked like a, you know, like a flying saucer or a UFO. And, and that samosa I saw was very different from the Kolkata one, which was more like a small pocket size uh, triangle, the Shingara over there. When I moved into Mumbai, which was a year later, uh, and, and it became my, the city, uh, which was my adopted home, I would often go to uh, watch movies on weekend evenings because I was by myself and not knowing what to do. I would uh, go to this movie theater complex called Getty Galaxy at Bandra which is close to the PG where I used to live, or paying guest accommodation. I would go there either on Friday night, Saturday night, or sometimes Sundays, uh, when I had nothing to do, no friends to catch up with uh, on those days. So I would just go there, buy a ticket, and watch whatever movie was there. Could be like Hindi potboilers, sometimes Hollywood films. And uh, I had a ritual, so I'd go watch the movie at Getty Galaxy. And at interval, which would often be at, if it's a night show, then around 10, 30 or 11, I would go and buy myself a snack, even if I'd already had my dinner at the PG. And the snack was consistent. I would buy myself a packet of samosas and I would get myself a coffee from the vending machine. You know, those really milky, sugary ones. But at that time, we didn't know any better. I'm talking of 97, 98. The samosas came in a white butter paper bag and there would be two in them and I, I really loved uh, again the crust in, in the samosa they were so beautifully crunchy and, and they were very very addictive and I must say that the potato filling inside that 
was fairly forgettable there was nothing great about that but it, that crust is what made me fall in love uh, with mumbai about a year later i met the girl who eventually became my wife and we used to go and watch movies when we were dating especially at places like sterling in south mumbai and uh, we would often at interval buy samosas and share it and the funny thing is that both of us like the crust more than the potato and we would have the crust and sometimes leave the potatoes behind later as i became more seasoned into mumbai and as mumbai became my home i also got to know that these samosas which you would get in the movie theaters in mumbai were made at a place called guru kripa so uh, these samosas were sold as a1 samosas on the white paper bag there would be a1 written in red on it on on the bags and uh, there was this place called guru kripa which is said to be making these the movie scene in mumbai is of course very different now with the multiplexes uh, coming up so there are very few of these single screen theaters uh, still left and uh, the food in the multiplexes are far more expensive than they used to be so while at that time like the food the food cost was a very small portion of what we'd spend uh, compared to on the movie ticket now at times the food cost is a lot more than what uh, we'll spend on the movie ticket but but that's how life is but then of course one hardly goes to theaters anymore uh, we watch most of our uh, movies and everything at home on netflix and amazon and so on maybe if they'd kept those samosas in the multi- multiplexes the a1 samosas i would have gone still to watch movies so a couple of weeks back i finally made the trek to guru kripa because i'd heard so much about the samosas there and uh, guru kripa is at a place called sayan and it's pretty near the sayan uh, flyover so i i reached there from bandra where i live and then uh, reached the shop and i went there at what lunch time and i saw that there were a series of two or three basement shops uh, which are called gala in mumbai uh, you know around the ground floor of a building which together formed guru kripa in each of these galas there were different things happening so in one gala they were frying potato patties and the samosas then there was a curry chawal happening on another and the third one there was the chaat and then there was a faluda happening outside and uh, there was even a little place where you can go in and eat and uh, i had the curry chawal later over there uh, the sindhi dish which was really nice slightly sweet and tangy and perfect for summer but how could i not start without having a samosa and that's what i did so i went there and there were options of buying individual samosas as well as samosa with chana or chole so i went for the latter samosa with chole which was uh, about 40 bucks and i'm talking of uh, this month which is may 2019 in case you watched this or, or listen to this later and uh, so there they were so a plate of samosa with some chana and they had not broken the samosa into the chana because they knew that people might want to have it uh, separately and the samosas looked exactly the way it looked in the movie theater a1 samosa bags the question is how would they taste fresh so i quickly broke one piece and of course it was hot and freshly fried very very different from what was there in the theaters and i took a bite and my god there were like multiple smiles breaking all over me because uh, it it was the same crust uh, samosa crust which i'd fallen in love with in the theaters of mumbai but having been freshly made it was even crunchier crunchier it was even more airy but the difference this time was that uh, even the potato filling inside sort of raised its 
hand and wanting to be counted because when the potatoes were had fresh they were very different from when you had it a few hours later in the theater because at that time the potatoes would sometimes get a bit stodgy a bit inert but when made fresh then uh, you know the potatoes had its own starchy exuberance to them and and the spices and the slight bit of tartness which was there made it an amazing combination and um, once again i realized that this samosa is my favorite in mumbai whether it's the in his version as a1 in the theaters and when you have it at the mother source at guru kripa fried fresh then it's even even better on the way out i asked uh, this gentleman at the cash counter about when guru kripa was built and what he told me was that the series of restaurants which we see over there the galas um, and where you can now sit and and eat as well or of course pack and take your food home and in fact my mother in law said that when she was working at the bank of baroda they would often send the office boy to get samosas from guru kripa on uh, big occasions or celebrations and so on but what this gentleman said was that the the shops and the restaurants so to speak had uh, come up at around 1974-75 which is about the same time as when i was born so that is nice it's it's almost like it came up waiting for me but uh, what he said was that uh, the family which runs guru kripa they had been in uh, business for a few decades before that and at the same location they used to sell uh, only samosas at that point out of a little cart or or stall i tried to figure out from him how long back was that but he couldn't give me a year he said that um, ever since i was a kid so i looked at him and he looked about maybe 60 to me so let's say maybe they were in operation for about 20 years and i'm just guessing and then in the mid 70s is when the uh, eatery or the restaurant came out and that's when their um, menu expanded as well so like now they have the curry chawal which is very good the the patties uh, ragra patties and then the faluda they even have dosas and stuff idli so more or less everything you would see in uh, these swindi sweet shops like you'll see a few also in uh, chembur uh, like vig for example vig refreshments so um this is what uh, guru kripa is all about and and the samosa and having had that i would strongly recommend that you should consider making the trip to guru kripa in sain and to have the samosas there have them fresh have them by themselves or have them with the chana which i did and the combination is extremely lovely as well but i would go out on a limb and say that uh, the samosas in guru kripa are one of the best in mumbai is it the best well for that there are individual choices or preferences but in the rest of the podcast i'm going to tell you about three more samosas in in mumbai uh, which are a bit different from the guru kripa one and which i really like so hold on don't go anywhere or at the most just grab a samosa and come back and listen to this This brings me to my second samosa story in Mumbai and which shows the transition of my life in Mumbai. In the first chapter or the first segment I was talking about coming to Mumbai, trying to find my feet over here, often going to watch movies when I didn't know what to do in the evenings by myself and having the A1 samosas there. I also remember going to someone's house uh, once for a gathering and having samosas 
over there and this was in Bandra and those samosas were really brilliant they had this nice crunchy crust to it and uh, unlike the samosas which you'd get in the theater at A1 the potato filling also was very nice and and very spicy but not too spicy like it wouldn't make you perspire but very well flavored and you knew it was good stuff and the weight combined with the crust uh, of the samosa was brilliant soon after this uh, i got married and uh, our second apartment and in mumbai you keep changing apartments because you stay on rent and you look at this thing but our second one was a little house with a little apartment which we'd uh, bought for ourselves um, i don't know how we did it but i guess we were pretty courageous at that time and uh, just opposite that was a place called punjab sweet shop and and i must say that we were pretty broke after sort of paying the deposit and the emis and everything of the house and we had to really trim down uh, our eating out and so on but there are times when i just go across uh, to the sweet shop and buy a couple of samosas and uh, 50 grams of jalebi and have it for breakfast and you know the first time i had the samosa there i it struck me and i realized that it was that samosa which i'd had in that gathering which was actually a buddhist chanting meeting in bandra early and and where i'd love the samosa so much and uh, soon that became a routine uh, for me often on weekends uh, i would just hop across go there and buy a couple of hot samosas the chutney with it 50 grams of jalebi and come back and make myself a coffee and have it together for breakfast for me this was a throwback to calcutta because even in calcutta sometimes on weekends my mom would send me to the local sweet shop mishti dukan to buy shingara or samosas are known there and sometimes jalebi and that would be the treat for my brother me and my mom on weekends so in a way this was a connection back to my life uh, in kolkata we moved out of that apartment after a while we stayed on rent at a couple of other places and then we took another place of our own but we've always stayed in this same radius of waterfield road palinaka uh, turner road in bandra and uh, one keeps going back to punjab sweets now not so much for the samosas i must say because i'm older and i'm not supposed to have samosas that often though i'm very tempted to but i often go to punjab sweets and have the chaats over there and occasionally the kulcha at the restaurant lashkara and the chole bhature and the paratha and what not but specifically the chaats i often go and have the bhel puri and dahi kachori chaat and so on but on days when i feel like having a samosa or feel like having jalebis that's where i go to it's been almost 20 years since i first had samosas at punjab sweets and and uh, it's fair enough to say that i'm a mumbaiker now and uh, a band right as well and after all these years now i know uh, the family which runs uh, punjab sweets and uh, the father is there the son is there they're all just smiling very very warm hearted uh, sikh punjabi gentlemen Uh, they're both born in uh, Bandra and Mumbai, but from them I've got to learn that their ancestors, their forefathers, would come and open this shop. Had come from what was uh, West Punjab uh, at the time of independence, came here, set up shop, and the shop has grown o- over time. But they've not spread on gone to other branches and so on because they feel that this is where you know the family can be involved and do good stuff and and good quality stuff and and uh, very close to. the sweet shop is where their kitchen is and i'm told it's a 2000 square feet uh, place and the son was telling me recently that 
they have now tried to mechanize at least a part of the samosa making uh, process where uh, you know the molds are made and so on so that there's a certain uniformity uh, in terms of what you get as well as hygiene and they use good quality oil and so on and it shows uh, punjab sweets is probably not as famous as uh, elko uh, which is a hill road or bandra which you'll hear more people talking about that's possibly because elko is at hill road and, and that's a shopping area it started off as a, a street food cart and now it's become a big restaurant more people know it um, punjab sweets on the other hand is at palinaka which still very recently was a completely residential area of bandra and even now i mean it's just got the pali market and hardware shops and uh, chemists and so on the parking's not easy but it's also the neighborhood favorite so everyone who lives in this area goes to punjab sweets and they've been going there for years and and you know the hot trays of samosas keep coming out of the kitchen and to the shop and customers keep an eye on to see when it's coming fresh so for me if uh, the guru kripa a1 samosas are what uh, had uh, welcomed me to mumbai then the samosas at punjab sweets are what helped me make what helped make me feel at home in mumbai and these are samosas which which i can't really ever forget i know that there are people who have other favorites like for example people also spoke about uh, gulati in andheri east at shere punjab uh, if you were to ask me to choose between um, the punjab sweet samosas and uh, the a1 guru kripa one i would be a bit hard pressed i i, I feel that they're both very different in punjab sweets uh, i think there's an equal emphasis on the on the potato and the crust while um, in in guru kripa it's it's more the crust which which is really the champion of the performance so like i said when you when you go and eat in the shop then even the potato filling is very nice these samosas are of course uh, what in mumbai are called uh, punjabi samosas but there are more to samosas in mumbai and i'm going to speak to that speak to you about that in the next segment Hi, I'm Kalyan Karmakar and you're listening to my podcast Radio Finally Chopped. I'm a food and travel writer based in Mumbai and in this podcast episode I'm speaking to you about one of my favorite snack dishes from India which is uh, which are the samosas. There of course people who say that uh, the samosas trace their origin to the sambusak of the Middle East. We are going to leave that for food historians. I'm just going to tell you about my story with samosas. In the first segment of this podcast I've spoken to you about uh, the A1 samosas which you would get in the single screen movie theaters in Mumbai and which uh, welcomed me to the city when I moved in about 20 odd years back. In the next segment I spoke to you about the samosas which you get at this place called Punjab Sweets in uh, a neighborhood called Bandra which is where I fell at, uh, I I fell in love with Mumbai and and that's uh, what has been my home for all these years uh, in Mumbai. In this third segment uh, what I'm going to tell you about is the various types of samosas uh, which you get in Mumbai. In fact uh, the earlier two samosas which I referred to are what are called uh, Punjabi samosas uh, over here but there's far more. To start with one must talk of the samosa pav. Now when you think of street food dishes of Mumbai the most iconic name which comes up is vada pav. I really don't know why it is that because while it is very popular 
I don't know whether it's because Sachin Tendulkar said it's his favorite dish, uh, or whether Anthony Bourdain had called it the the Bombay burger. But the fact of the matter is that in Mumbai today, when it comes to street food, the dish which is synonymous with it is vada pav. Purists will tell you that it's a fairly recent invention, which um, was roughly in the 60s, 1960s, and 70s. That it's it's in Dadar where it really came up, where you know the the, the traditional batada vadas of Maharashtrian homes were stuffed in uh, pavs, which uh, are something which came in uh, thanks to the Portuguese and their bakeries, and and became a big thing in uh, Mumbai. But I digress. Let me tell you why I'm telling you about. Uh, vada pavs because if you go to any vada pav stall you will see that it's not just the batada vadas which are sold there there are bhajias for example and there are bhajia pavs which are pakoras made with potato and onion which is kanda bhajia or or with chilies the mirchi bhajia there's even palak uh, spinach the palak bhajia but what competes with the vada pav is the samosa pav if you go to any vada pav shop you will see that samosas are being sold there as well and and there are loads of people having samosa pavs in fact there's some vada pav sellers who tell me that there are times when they sell more samosa pavs than vada pavs there are some places like for example a corner shop around our house where they keep samosas uh, in a glass jar and and pav and and people come and buy it so it's it's really a big uh, favorite across the city and you and you have it with a green chili and so on i have a clear favorite when it comes to vada pav and samosa pav for me it's always the vada pav because the samosa which you get in the batada vada shops uh, of mumbai tend to be really huge uh, the, because they're deep fried a lot the crust is very crunchy and uh, i have always found the filling in the samosa in the batada vada stalls to be a lot spicier than uh, the batada vada so for me the batada vada and the vada pav is something which i enjoy personally more than uh, the samosa pav but uh, like i said i mean it's it's got as many if not more uh, fans it's it's really the sleeper hit of of mumbai or the secret which no one will tell you uh, about but which everyone knows of there is more to samosas in mumbai to start with um especially if you take the irani cafes of mumbai both the zoroastrian irani run as, as well as the muslim run ones they were very famous for uh, the samosas which you'd get over there and the mince meat samosas traditionally in fact they would even be made with beef today it's more uh, mutton and uh, i've tried it at various places i've not always liked it to be honest but one place where i really like the mutton samosa is uh, kayani which is the irani restaurant stroke cafe which is near st xavier's uh, college in south mumbai and uh, they make a very nice uh, mutton samosa and i'll tell you where i have a problem with mutton samosa that mutton samosas normally have mint uh, leaves in it as well and and the bodies do it for example and in fact um the body company makes uh, anchors his entire positioning on the samosas but i normally find that mint a bit off putting but i i guess it's probably there to balance off the meatiness of the meat but i think that um in um, kayani they've got a very good balance of uh, the meat and and the and the and the mint and and goes very well with the crust and of course kayani's is almost 100 years old and they do everything very well all the bakes and crust and you should have the chicken puffs over there 
even the regular keema and and the breads and so all, all of that is brilliant so if if you were to have a mutton pao uh, or a mutton samosa i would suggest uh, kayani uh, as there but mutton samosa or or even the beef samosa is not something which just belongs to the iranis even the goans had a, a strong tradition of that and if you go to some of the goan run bakeries you might find them like even candies has uh, samosas and meat samosas that's one of the things which i'm not that fond of to be honest uh, hersh bakery has uh, mutton samosas i've tried it my late father in law parsi gentleman he loved it uh, i was not too fond of it but 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 you should try it but if i was to recommend one place to go for the mutton samosa which it, w- it would be uh, kayani but very recently i i tried uh, an interesting take on the goan samosa when i went to uh, this restaurant called house of lloyds in juhu it's a fairly newish uh, goan restaurant which is run by a goan family from goa which has a restaurant called house of lloyd in goa as well though it had started as a simpler place in kalangut which is called just lloyd and uh, where uh, the owner's mother used to do most of the masalas and the cooking they've grown since then and they have an outlet in juhu and i'd gone there for a tasting sometime back and and i saw that there were both mutton as well as potato samosas on their menu and uh, i decided to try the vegetarian samosas which are primarily potato with peri peri masala <laughs> and you know I mean, this is going to be a bit scandalous uh, possibly when you hear it but that afternoon i realized that i tasted possibly one of my favorite samosas in uh, mumbai and why scandalous because you normally won't associate goans with samosas it's, it's more like a punjabi thing or a maharashtrian upi and and, and so on in fact you even get versions of samosas and uh, the udp joints with the green chutney with it but uh, the samosa the vegetable samosa the potato peri peri mash samosa in uh, house of lloyd was mind blowing the crust was fried to perfection the flour crust and and you know you would want to keep biting onto it and and and, and inside that was this potato mash with a peri peri masala peri peri of course comes from the Go- uh, portuguese and then to goa and it's it's a red chili paste one so it was a bit hot and then there was a slight bit sweetness maybe a touch of tanginess i don't know whether they had added uh, any any sort of vinegar to it because the goans do that a lot but forget it i mean i mean see i had the samosa i didn't i wasn't making it so i don't really know what went into it but let me just say that that combination of that perfectly crunchy uh samosa case and uh, the slightly sweet slightly tangy slightly hot potato mash uh, inside was uh, euphoria uh, so with if so if I, if you were to ask me today what are my favorite samosas in, in mumbai then along with uh, the guru kripa samosas at at the shop ideally but also at the singer screen theaters uh the punjab sweet samosas the kayani mutton samosas i would say in the top 4 would also be the house of lloyd uh, potato peri peri samosas so that's my choice of the top 4 samosas in uh, mumbai but i must say tell you that the one thing i really miss in mumbai is uh, the shingara which is the bengali version of uh, samosas it's not that you don't get it at all uh the sweet bengal chain here has uh, offers samosas but i must say that that's 
one of their weaker areas. I, I like some of the other savory stuff which they do, like for example, the korai shuti kochuri or the khasta kochuri or even the vegetable chop. They do all of that quite well, but uh, I, I don't think they really have mastered the shingara that well in in their outlets in Mumbai. So let me tell you the shingara story of Calcutta before ending the samosa story in in Mumbai. So Calcutta has sweet shops which are which dot the city and and in every byline there there are local sweet shops uh, which only the locals know about. They're not really famous and so on. But every evening at about four o'clock, uh, there'll be a fresh batch of shingaras which are fried, and and they're normally put in a basket. Though nowadays in glass cases and so on and kept over there, and and they're there till stocks last, which is. Six o'clock uh, at the most. Now, how is it different from uh, the samosas which you get in Mumbai? Well, to start with, it's it's uh, slightly smaller in in size than the ones at Punjab sweets or Guru Kripa, the Punjabi ones. It's it's a more compact one, but not as tiny as the cocktail samosas which you get in five-star hotels. And some of them, those can be nice as well, the potato and green bee ones. So the shingaras are are more compact and. Uh, you know the maida casing is a bit thicker than what you get in uh, Mumbai, and has a nice crunch to it. And within that, the potatoes and, and I think that this where the difference comes that the potatoes are kept uh, cubed, unlike in Mumbai in the Punjabi samosas or the vada pav samosas, uh, stall samosas where it's mashed in, it's kept cubed, and there would be one or two sort of bites of soft uh, in it. And what's also very important are the fried peanuts, which is split into two, which would be there. And um, come winter, they would also be called fulkofi shingara because they would put in cauliflower, which is a seasonal vegetable in in Calcutta, uh, in that. And uh, to me, this is the ultimate shingara. I'm t- I'm told that it's not always like this in Calcutta. In a lot of places now, people take the easy way out and put in a mashed. Potato filling, because it is easier to fry a samosa with a mashed potato filling filling than with cubes in it, cubed potatoes in it. But I have memories even now as a kid uh, or a school kid in Calcutta, walking past uh, sweet shops uh, at around 3:34 and and seeing uh, you know the moiras or the, or the workers in sweet shops wearing lungis and banyans and pretty hefty guys <laughs> with a big paunch peeling the potatoes, making cubes, sort of making them, uh, frying them with spices in a karai, and then uh, sort of stuffing them in the flour casing and putting them into the fryer and in the wok and the karai in loads and loads of oil. And those days, who thought of oil? Who thought of, uh, you know, maida? And who thought of any, any of being worried about any of this stuff? And then they would start frying it and, and uh, and and then you'd be sent to the shop if you're a kid. In in my case, sometimes by my mom, sometimes by my grandmom, with clutching onto a few fifty paisa coins and and then uh, placing your order and then getting your uh, loot of samosas, which they would give in a thonga, which is a newspaper uh, bag, and then carrying it home. And it would be like you could feel the heat uh, of the samosas in your hand and going home and opening it. And I remember when I was very young, and my brother, when I was about nine or ten, and my brother was a couple of years old. He couldn't eat spice, so he couldn't eat the filling of the samosa. So I would eat the samosa, and I would eat the filling from his, and he would eat the maida casing. As he grew up, of course, 
he got his own samosas and so did i so whenever i go to calcutta and especially to my granny's then uh, she calls for samosas from the local sweet shop which is called joy guru and then they make it fantastic lovely rasgullas last time when i went to visit her i went and picked some but i'd gone at about 6 6 in the evening so by then it was the last slot and it wasn't that fresh but still you know sitting on my grandmom's bed chatting with her in those little white porcelain uh, porcelain saucers having a samosa having a rasgulla uh, or the sweet syrup um, mixing in with that i mean that's the sort of memories which i always bring back with me when i come to calcutta and, and what always pulls me back to kolkata and before i end this i i know that this was meant to be an episode on samosa uh, on samosas in mumbai but how can i not talk about shingaras in calcutta and and i must say that uh while every local sweet shop does some really good ones this time i went and had a couple of trips back i went and had the shingara at putiram at college street and where we used to go in my presidency college days to photocopy notes uh, in the evening and and where we would have the shingara and the kochuri and the, and the white colored mishri doi which is quite unique and let me say that their shingara is really uh, fantastic as well so you know it's it's raining in mumbai now and and this is the ideal time to sort of have hot samosas hot shingaras uh, and in calcutta sometimes shingara would be with muri as well uh, just as in mumbai you combine it with uh, pav hopefully i have made you as hungry for shingaras or samosas as i am feeling right now so this is kalyan karmakar signing off uh, from radio finally chopped sorry for the long hiatus in in terms of episodes but uh, hopefully i come i will come back to you with more regular ones but till now till then rather i hope you enjoyed the samosa tale from mumbai thank you